You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome back to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. My name's Jamin. Tylar is on a break for a little bit and taking some well-needed rest time. Hey, we're going to hop into the topic of the movie Free Guy, which uh, I, I, I just got to say hurt my soul a little bit. Not, not as a movie. I actually was cracking up the whole time. But <laughs> from a personal perspective, one of the first fictional books that I worked on as an adult was this uh, story where... A video game was becoming sentient, uh, sort of. A free guy was its own thing, but in the book that I was working on, there was a character that was supposed to represent like uh, characters that that can't speak in video games. So he was a, a mute guy. Uh, eventually, he he got his voice back, but he couldn't speak for for a while. And the idea was like it's because he's that classic video game character. Uh, and the game itself was becoming sentient, but because I was trying to always write allegory, it got really weird really quick. God became binary code for the video game, <laughs> and I was trying to find the the way in which God would intersect with the game, but it wasn't really God because it was a video game. It just got confusing. But all that being said, I've loved the idea of a video game becoming sentient, and I was excited when someone did it even if it wasn't me finishing the project I was working on. Uh, mine was a whole lot more adventure-timey sounding, so they, they really nailed kind of the open-world, um, current kind of gaming that we were used to and what they were doing. Mine was more like old-school Legend of Zelda something. Uh, but that being said, uh, as we look at Free Guy, we get into a question that has actually been asked for a long time, even though this is just a movie that that's comedy and... and and uh, something to get a good laugh of throughout it. Um, one of the questions that they kind of present is, you know, this, this, I think, therefore I am. Is AI, can it become sentient enough to become a person? And we've asked that question throughout all kinds of movies. There was that uh, artificial intelligence movie, Steven Spielberg, I think it was, way back in the day, where the question kind of put forth was, there's this little boy who's actually a robot, um, and you meet all of these robots throughout the movie, and and they're all kind of hoping like that they might have a soul, that they might have somewhere to go, like they have become that sentient. So you've got movies like that. You've got iRobot with Will Smith, right, where eventually the Alexa of the future... Oh, I shouldn't have said that name out loud. She's listening. Uh, just lit up behind me. Okay, all right. <laughs> she turned off. Uh, the Alexa, I, I almost said it again, of the future goes ahead and uh, becomes sentient enough to like take over the world and dominate it. So is this a being now or is it just smart data? You know, at what point is something a thing? And, and the question kind of put forth too by some of these movies is at what point? Does it have a soul? Does God care about these kinds of things? And and we're going to hop into some weird topics to to get us thinking a bit more about, about that question. We'll get into things like Nephilim, uh, stuff like that. Um, 
and, and maybe some clones and, and stuff like that as well. But essentially with Free Guy, we have an algorithm working to the point that, you know, Guy comes to life. So much so that you can't distinguish him from any of the real world players that are playing the game. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, let me spoil it a little bit. Because I imagine you listen to podcasts of, of things that you, you've already seen. But essentially in Free Guy, there's this algorithm that's been made. It's been put into the game. They weren't aware that it was in the game. And it causes one of the non-playable characters, one of the NPCs, to just suddenly start making his own decisions and come to life. And, and to the point that you can't distinguish if this is a, a real person playing the game or an NPC. And so the question you might eventually get to is... Okay, so does he have a soul? Like, he seems sentient. Like, he seems like a person. What if we make robots that get to that point of Steven Spielberg's AI? Do they have souls? What if we get to uh, Free Guy? And does he have a soul? And with Free Guy, it becomes very easy to be like, no, it doesn't. Like, he's literally just data on a screen. But as robots advance, eventually we probably will one day get to the question of people saying, like, is this thing a thing at all? Like, it's right here in the physical world in front of me making decisions and whatnot. And I think for a lot of people, that's, like, pretty simple. Like, no, it's still just data. It's not it's not a person, you know. Um, but then how about clones, right? You get to clones, you're like, okay, but this thing's flesh and bone. Like, this thing, we've... Like, even the sheep that have already been cloned. Is that new sheep, like, this copy of this other one, is that is that it just exactly the same thing? Or does God... Well, you know, with animals, we don't often think of, like, souls necessarily. But, like, life force, is, is that there? You know, what do we do? Um, and those are interesting questions to ask. You know, if we get to the point where... Uh, someone tries to clone a human because, let's face it, scientists are crazy. Uh, if we get to that point, what is this one? Like, did we make it? Did God make it? Did we make it and God put a soul in it? Like, it just how does this work? And so one of the things that I've often thought about is like the Nephilim. So the Nephilim in the Bible, if you're unfamiliar with the story, it basically goes like this. Uh, some sons of God, which that is a term used throughout the Old Testament, typically to refer to um, spiritual beings, so angels, more or less. That's how the Jews would later perceive it in uh, uh, Jewish writings between the Old and New Testament. These angels come down to earth, procreate with humans, and give rise to the Nephilim, which are more or less these quasi-divine human spiritual beings. They're the giants, and you're going to see them all throughout the Old Testament. Yes, they're there before the flood. They seem to get wiped out with the flood, but maybe not because they appear later, and uh, they take on a whole bunch of different names. Uh, the Amim, the Rephaim, the list just goes on. Like This is what Goliath is. By the time we get to Goliath, the idea is like, hey, giants are still out there, and part of the holy wars of the Old Testament were to finish getting rid of the giants. So that's that's part of the narrative that's 
going on throughout the Old Testament. The end of Joshua says they, they got lazy and they stopped getting rid of the giants. And so when David gets rid of Goliath, that's like picking up the mantle of old. He then continues to get rid of Ishbi Banab, Lami, these other giants that are in the land. And that is thought to be the end of the giants throughout the Old Testament. So, these beings are not exactly God-created, right? Like, God is actually trying to remove them from the earth. They're created by spiritual beings crossing the lines of, of the order God has set, moving into chaos, and then raising up this, like, kind of being that was never supposed to exist. These giants, do they have souls? Do they have spirits? Are they just flesh and bone with nothing inside? You know, what do you do with things like that? The Jews actually believed, uh, when you read all the Jewish writing between the Testaments, it's very clear in that writing that they believed that when giants died, and they just kind of explicitly say this, their spirits had nowhere to go, so they essentially became demons that afflict us today. And you actually kind of get that feeling throughout the New Testament because what are demons usually called? Unclean spirits, right? And the idea is that they're, these spirits that they're coming in contact with are more or less, uh, they have an unclean background as to where they have come from. So that's part of the reason that unclean spirits is attributed to them as, as a name often would be one proposal. Now, uh, that's not the only kind of demon. The Bible gives a lot of other ideas. Demons can be uh, the disembodied spirits of the giants, yes, but it can also be any kind of spiritual being that's rebelled against God. So angels and um, higher level authorities, and the, the list goes on. Um, but if the Jews thought that these giants were not just flesh and bone but had spirits also... That kind of throws in more of the question. Okay, so can a thing have a spirit at a certain point? Whether God like explicitly created that thing or wanted that thing created? Can a clone have a spirit? If it's kind of more or less, it'd be like a human Nephilim, right? Just as spiritual beings cross the line of order as to what they should have been allowed to create... The idea of cloning is we've crossed the order of what humans are allowed to create, and we've created something with our own hands. Like, we're not thinking, like, God has created this thing. Like, we did it in a lab, you know? And so, therefore, does it have a spirit? Things like that. If the Nephilim did, then perhaps a, a clone might. And then you get into these questions as to, okay, so if a clone died, where would its spirit go? To that, you know, if you followed the Nephilim track, the idea would be that it has nowhere to go, but... I, I don't know, you know, like, let's hope that we don't get to the point that we're making clones. Because, of course, there's always fears as to some of, well, I mean, the whole thing is a moral, ethical dilemma. But some sci-fi movies paint, like, you know, the ideas of what people might do with that. Uh, the Island, I think it's called, with, uh, was it, Ewan McGregor? Like, they paint, like, clones are being made so that you can have some backup organs if yours fail and take it out of those clones and put it in you. You know, like, you just see from the beginning of the conception of clones, like, we're dealing with things that we shouldn't be dealing with to the end of, like, how far it could go and how gross it could get if we were to think out where it would go. It sounds like something of sci-fi, but 
Oh, you just never know where, where things might lead. So, what do we do? Do Nephilim, if those have spirits, what do we do? Well, so, if you were to continue following the track of the Nephilim, you realize that they're not welcome into heaven because they're evil. They're, they're built out of something that was never supposed to exist. And they have lived evil lives. Instead of following God in any way, shape, or form, the Nephilim throughout the Bible are pictured always at odds with God. They have listened to their spiritual parents of sorts. Those angels that uh, rebelled against God and created the Nephilim, I think it's Peter or Jude, maybe both, they picture those uh, angels as being locked up in chains in Tartarus, which is what the Jewish literature between uh, the Testament said as well. So the idea is that they they have been... Um, they have been uh, sentenced to prison until God deals with all evil at the end of time, in which their judgment is already final right now. They've been prejudged. They will not go on to be in the new resurrected heaven and earth, right? Uh, and all the demons that belong with uh, with um, their spiritual parents and chains, they're more or less kind of sentenced to the underworld. And if that's, you know, of course, what an unclean spirit is, and you see all throughout the New Testament, they're like against Jesus. They're getting in his way. Uh, they are not trying to work with God or, or anything like that. So I guess that leaves a question. You know, if you got to like clones, what if they did follow God? First off, do they have a spirit? But then are they inherently evil? because of their <laughs> non-ordered uh, creation, right? They're a part of, of chaos that humanity's committed against. I think you could make a case that, like, God would see their affliction, that, like, this wasn't supposed to happen, and and that if they follow God, you know, it'd be led in heaven. But we're talking theory, at least in 2021, or so we hope we're talking theory, right? As for robots, you know, it's hard to imagine a spirit being given to something that is made of metal. Um, and it, it, this is all conjecture in the first place. You never fully know what you're going to do with it. But could those be given a spirit? Sentient AI in a video game? If we've given life to something that thinks so well that you can't tell the difference between that and a human being, could it be given a spirit? I think the answer is a clear no, because... That's not, you know, we, we weren't put here to make, when it comes to life, we weren't put here to make anything uh, of a different sort other than working with uh, that which already exists. You know, uh, that is like procreation, of course, makes new life, but it makes it within the order that God's created. Uh, and then um, breeding animals, uh, you know. There'd be ethics in that, too, but if you're breeding animals the way that you should be breeding them, you know, as, as has always been done since the beginning of time, then that's like helping harness new life within the created order. Um, but creating something yourself that that suddenly can think and act and pretend like it's human, if, even if it got to the point of, like, it itself hoping that it has a soul, why would it suddenly have one? It's not of flesh and blood, you know, or anything like that. 
of course, that would all be up to God, but it, it's, it seems strange in my mind for God to look at binary code and be like, that, I like that. That gets that gets a, a, its own little stamp of a soul upon it. <laughs> it seems like something like a Nephilim uh, would have been, it wasn't given a soul along the way, like it was born with that. Because spiritual beings are souls, if you will, they're spirits, and human beings have spirits, so the the uh, offspring of two spirit beings would also carry with itself a spirit, even if it was a forbidden spirit from God's created order. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud today upon some of the uh, possible theological conversations we could have out of Free Guy. Obviously, Free Guy didn't care really about this conversation whatsoever, but the point of the 1208-Bit Nerd Church podcast is to look into some of the assumptions that we could carry on theologically based on what we've seen. And as much as I would like Guy to be real, because he seemed like a really swell guy, you know, doing all these good things for people, um, at the same time, we know that we're dealing with uh, just fictional kind of creation. But if you're a nerd, you like to talk about where fiction can lead us and how it might apply to your faith. So... With that being said, short episode today of the Nerd Church Podcast, uh, but uh, a fun topic to think about nonetheless. What do you think? Could sentient AI robots, clones, uh, and so on, can that carry a spirit, a soul? What would God think about things like that? Where's the line? Like creating a robot that can think that doesn't seem evil. So where is the line where that does become like, wow, we've really crossed territory? Love to hear your thoughts. You can leave that either on our YouTube channel where the video of this will be posted with a lesser quality audio or on our webpage at jacksoncloud.com where you'll find a, a section on Nerd Church or our Facebook page or most importantly of all, our Discord. If you want to join our Discord uh, grab the link off of 1208greenwood.com. We would love for you to hop on the Discord. You can actually join us for Nerd Church Mondays. Even if you're not in Jackson, Michigan, you can join us um, online. We do a hybrid of online and in person at the same time. We would love to have you, uh, and we will uh, uh, play some games Mondays from 5.30 and 9 o'clock. Also talk about Jesus and just have a great time together every Monday for Nerd Church. So join us on Discord talk about this podcast episode there and we will catch you soon.